This is SG Fun, a Stargate podcast. I think we can start. All right. We should start. Get this going. Okay. Suddenly, it's so funny I'm further away from Chris, but suddenly I'm more self-conscious of Chris hearing me. Anyway, hello (laughs) and welcome, good listeners, to SG Fun, a Stargate Comfort podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm one of your two hosts. I am still roughly halfway through season 10. Um still spending my extra TV time watching one of the many, 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 many Property Brothers shows instead of finishing season 10. A lot of properties. So many. And all the houses are in Calgary, so it's not even that interesting. Canada? They're Canadian. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. It's not like Calgary's not interesting. It's just like, it's sort of like the Montexas of Canada. (laughs) And so it's very much one thing. Well, I can't say much of that. I I watch I, I watch hoarders. That's all just oh. one. It's just all one big pile in the end. I've already finished watching oh, all the oh, hoarders. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, who are you? Oh, and I'm Tori, and uh, yeah, I'm your other host. Yeah, and me and Sarah, you know, we decided to start this during the pandemic. I had never seen it, and uh, I'm going through this one episode at a time, so no spoilers, but lots of spoilers. It looks like we might even have 10 seasons of Pandemic. So maybe we ten, picked... 10 I think, seasons and a couple movies. I feel like we might have picked the right show. <laughs> well, we realized Property Brothers was out. Or were you a fan by the time we started this? Property Brothers? Yeah. Yeah. Because there's about 1,700 seasons of that, right? Yeah. yeah. But I can't imagine talking about it. There's more episodes of Property Brothers than there is Days. There's more episodes of Property Brothers than are days left in my life, I imagine. (laughs) This Uh, is why we needed a comfort podcast. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) we're we're super. Yeah, we're a little (laughs) nervous right now. We're uh, Mm. we're recording in Sarah's house. This is a new thing. No zooming. It is uh, Monday, January twenty fourth, two in the afternoon. Mm Forty two and cloudy here in Seattle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, and uh, we're we're hanging out in the living room. Uh, we used to do this all the time. We haven't done it in a while. And uh, not for this podcast. Hey, did you know that we have a bad air quality alert right now? We do? Yep, yep, yep. Oh. Through like Wednesday. Oh, mask up. Yeah. More reasons to wear masks. We're masked right now. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're in each other's bubble, obviously. We are. We are. I, I, I need to sure. see Tori's face in person. Mm-hmm. I needed mm-hmm. to. It's a, it's yeah. It's a rare thing to see anybody's face in person anymore. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Um, We're gonna make Tori dinner to do some. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Spend some time with with people. Mm-hmm. Have some dinner. Uh, speaking of time. Speaking of time, this week we're doing season two, episode sixteen, a matter of time, or. Have you tried turning it off and on again? <laughs> <laughs> Is that your alt title? Yeah. 
I got you. I got you. No, I mean, you know, halfway through the episode, I, I, I thought it might be called Captain Carter and her endless quest to find idiot-proof explanations because science talk hurdy-heady. I know. Oh, my God. Or Sara Lee Donuts. It's complicated. <laughs> That's pretty good. I also have good idea. Teal'c. Because he literally <laughs> repeated something Sam said. <laughs> Did that happen? Oh, yes. shit. <laughs> those, are, those are it. I was going to do more. And then I, I just, I think I forgot because it was 730 in the fucking morning. <laughs> because usually when we record separately, we, we record later in the day. So I'd be watching it right now. Hmm. Right. Yeah, it is a little earlier. But uh, dilation-wise, it's exactly the same. Right. Or will be. We're talking to you as if we're recording now, and you'll be listening to this in about five weeks. And I'm going to be just the same amount of drunk. Yeah. Except a little bit more because I'm drunk faster because oh, yeah, Tori tell- inspired me to make a delicious drink. It is called the mmm, mm. and that is for the alliteration of malted milk mezcal. So you're going to want some oat milk. You're going to want some nice mezcal and you're going to want some carnation malted milk mix. (laughs) You're going to take your martini shaker and some ice and you're going to, you're going to shake, do the double shake on it. You know, the double shake technique. And then you're going to strain it. I think you should strain it into a martini glass. I didn't. Mm. I strained it into a rocks glass, but it's luscious. Well, uh, so this episode uh, aired January 29th, 1999. Directed by Martin Wood, who uh, gave us such hits as uh, Solitudes, Politics, and our personal favorite this season, Spirits. Thanks, Martin. Oh. 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 <laughs> oh, good Lord. They had him back? <laughs> he's, he's, he's a workhorse. He's, I guess he it... does a lot. Uh, although, uh, weird, written by Misha Rashovich, uh, this is the only thing she's ever written for television, according to IMDb. That's a goddamn shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I was, what I probably thought was that she's probably like, in in essence, a science consultant, like a science writer. Uh, because there was a, the science talk in this was good. Yeah, it, it's yeah, pretty. They gave they, they gave good science. It, this was good time travel science. Yeah. No, that's that's a wrong thing to say. This was pretty good black hole science. Yeah, and wormhole science, and like progressive. Yeah, and ahead what, of its time. And I like that, cool. that <laughs> and a little bit behind ours. Yeah. Um, I, I liked that. It, it's just a nice example of how to be quote hard sciences, smart and savvy and not be an a-hole to other people. Oh no. Yeah. This whole, t- this whole really episode cool. Carter doesn't try to be an a-hole to anybody. It's not her fault that science hurdy heady. Right. Like literally yeah. for everybody else. Yeah. It's not her it's fault, not her fault. That she's, it's not her fault she's like a gajillion times smarter than everyone else in the room. And it's not the other people's fault either. And so she doesn't treat them like it's their fault. No. I like that. Well, I suppose we should, uh, I suppose we should get started. Oh, let's, uh, let's oh, go. Oh. oh, shit. Yep. What's that? Oh my God. This is oh my even God. Like, this Our is podcast even got boring and now we needed artificial tension. We have a situation. Tori. Yeah. 
if you can't describe this episode in 24 seconds, mm -hmm. mountain's going to blow up. Now, is this 24 seconds a relative to you or relative to me? Do I actually have like five minutes to do this? Or who's actually in the base? <laughs> I am stumped as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I guess um, I'm going to hit start and you take your time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're in the mountain. Go. Oh, okay. So uh, there's a black hole next to a planet the SG-10's on. Holy shit. They can't get back because, like, they're really slow. Everyone's trying to figure it out. Daniel's not there. O'Neill <laughs> wants to save him. They can't. The black hole is starting to affect the gravity there. They become time dilated. They do this whole rigmarole to, like, grab a bomb, take it into the thing, blow up the gate, stop this gravity. They do it. Nah, I wasn't done. I no, wasn't but done. you know what? I realized because time is relative, it doesn't really matter if you're on the mountain or outside the mountain, you're going the speed you think you're going and you're going 24 seconds where you're standing. Right, right, right. So it doesn't matter. No. So you only got 24 seconds. So we're dead. <laughs> <laughs> what I really enjoyed about the opening scene was that they were running at a pace that looked normal to me and yet somehow speaking at a Speed yeah, it's clearly slow. It was almost like they're like they slowed the cameras down, not the normal slow mo speed, but like half of that, and so it's sort of slow mo, but yeah, not did really. You, I felt like they were running. Well, maybe they were running at my normal speed <laughs> because I thought they were running at normal speed, and then talking like this doctor I used to work with who never took a breath. Or let you say something. Anyway, yeah, it was like that. Oh, oh, oh this is a comfort podcast. God damn I know, it. sorry. <laughs> You're right. I shouldn't bring up such things. Well, although, you know, well, before that, yeah, we, we do open up on a CGI solar system. Mm -hmm. Probably made on the side from the Star Trek guys. It looked very Star Trek-ish. It did. did you, oh, my God. Did I thought recognize that, too. that Yes, I thought it looked very Star Trek, but I didn't want to bring it up again. Oh, <laughs> so I'm glad that you did because I feel like I bring it up too often. Well, no, it's cool. It's cool. Because like right now I'm also watching Discovery. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Which I imagine has the uh, the newer graphics, not the. It does, and I so when they're running on this sand planet or the desert that they happen to have, the gate happens to be in. Um, of course, someone trips. And you got to wonder if that motherfucker hadn't tripped, would they have made it? <laughs> Did he doom them all? Why does somebody always trip? I just feel like Sandy. when I'm running, it's horrible. But when I'm running on adrenaline because I'm afraid for my life. Because a black my, hole is right there. <laughs> my feet don't feel like they touch ground. I cannot imagine tripping. It is such a weird thing, but I did love, I did love the slow-mo talking a lot. I, I, it was very cool. So what happens when you send your super not a team on a mission and they realize they're having a black hole event, they fucking dial home. Oh. <laughs> they don't think, you know what, if we dial home, we might doom earth, especially because later in the episode, O'Neill will describe the leader of that team as smart, super smart, a lot like Sam. 
He loves this guy. No, he this, loves guy, this guy. It's because he's in love with Sam. We that kind of touches on. Oh. But like in this episode, I feel like we start to see some vibe. But like I'm just saying, that motherfucker was smart enough to know th- that there could be ramifications, and they dialed home anyway. Maybe he just wasn't like Carter at all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe he was just a vehicle for MacGyver to start talking about <laughs> Carter in a kind of like inappropriate way, work way. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, black hole. Like we don't really. Well, we do see it in like the CGI, and actually, yeah. it's pretty cool because pretty cool. it's a binary system, and the smaller sun, like pops, it, it blinks out of existence, and it starts turning and like grows bigger. I don't know about the science about that, but the gra- the gravity wave that comes off of it, that shit was like pretty progressive in the realm of pop science it's somewhat accurate this this was an opening worthy of their theme music uh, don't you think yes okay because yes. usually we're like oh the show sure benefits from that score but it was it was good and then after the theme music jack and sam are in like like one of those just t- <laughs> logistics rooms and i just want to know <laughs> what tori did you think jack was about to ask Sam mm. when he kind of weirdly said, "Can I ask you something?" I mean, I I, th- I thought it would be something sciencey, just because they were like sitting in front of the boards, you know. And like... but he sounded so personal. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was meant to throw us off a little bit because she looked a little apprehensive. Like she did look apprehensive. Well, she looked bored. Oh, like she, she did. <laughs> I was I so I projected and a, a little whole, pissed and a okay. little pissed. I've projected an entire Hallmark Christmas movie onto Not this scene. Yeah. Not necessarily. <laughs> but what he did ask, he finally asked after all these trips through, he asked her what a wormhole is. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm like, good time to and good time to ask. I mean, sure, why not? Never well, came up before. Well, and and uh, uh, and of all the incredibly complex aspects of wormholes and wormhole theory, out of everything, the thing that really stumps him is the metaphor of worm. Yeah, that's the thing <laughs> that he can't I mean, get past. I, mean, I thought he had a good question, which when he was like, "Are they just open all the time?" When we're not oh, using yeah, them, that yeah, was yeah. It seemed like a good question. Yeah. But like, yeah, he was like, "What's the worm got to do with it?" my mind didn't explode it imploded it imploded and there was a wormhole that was created in sarah's mind (laughs) where she went back to when we decided to do a podcast for this show and she was looking at it (laughs) from a different perspective i was here and i was there at the same time yeah and uh couldn't stop it from happening so here we are well and well the thing is though is that Carter's apple analogy is pretty fucking apt. Like it's pretty good. Like ninety nine. That's that's pretty awesome. But it's obviously hurting O'Neill's brain, which like, is really. is amazing because I feel like that's how you would explain it to a first grader. It is, and to me, but also to a first grader. <laughs> and like, O'Neill. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I I wasn't like, oh, my brain didn't hurt. I guess that's one of the things they do. Like when you're writing a story, you want your audience to feel smart. So you make them feel smarter than one of the characters. How do we show that someone's like mentally like computing and it's not working out? Give him a headache. Well, uh, uh, she, she's explaining this stuff, but then, uh, the Stargate starts opening and we see, uh, uh, baby, adequately appropriate baby face. No, we saw hottie. No glasses is what I wrote down. You wrote down baby face. I wrote down hottie. No glasses. Hottie. No glasses. 
I was waiting for you to tell me what your name was, so I'll put it down. <laughs> body no face. Body face no glasses. Okay. Uh, yeah, the Stargate's opening. Oh, um, I do later call him Hottie face Mick no glasses. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so yeah, so uh, gate's starting to open. We learned that Daniel is with SG6. I totally missed that. I was just didn't even notice he wasn't there for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, da- yeah, yeah. Daniel is not in this. Ep- well, he is. He is in the episode, weirdly, but very weirdly for about a minute. They really like like pry bar him into it. I was like, all right, all right. That that I mean, that's they've taken our they've taken our advice. Uh, he mm-hmm. he's because he's with like SG six on a dig somewhere. So I'm like, but what we find out is that SG ten is is in has a weird thing going on. They're trying to dial in. It's coming in real slow. They've got to like speed it up to get it that it's their gate code. Right. So then they open it. And then this is weird. Is this weird? I'm like, wait, what? So you're telling me life went extinct on this planet. Mm. And they threw a whole pun intended ass team through. And now they're being cautious because immediately MacGyver is like, Yes, SG one will take that rescue mission, and Daddy Hammond is like, "A uh, no, nope, nope, nope. We're just gonna send the probe through." Right. And I'm just like, "Okay, so again, you're not being cautious enough, but you're also being cautious too late. Mm. Like, why did you send a whole ass team of people through? Mm. Life went extinct on that planet, and you're like, well, send SG ten. Fuck them. <laughs> they've never been on it and we find out later they've never been on a mission first as a mission. team before first mission first mission well at least henry boyd's first mission as a team it was their first mission as a team wow and i'm just saying send them give them a like a softball mm. although i have to admit I, I i enjoy hammond at this point because he is correctly using some discretion in this because for some weird reason, well, not weird, but like O'Neill's immediately just like, we got to go. We got to get our boys. We got to get our boys. Mm-hmm. My, my boy, my Boyd, my Boyd, Henry Boyd. And, and you're like, all right, slow down O'Neill. Yeah. We find out he, he selected him for the, for the job. And so he feels a sense of personal responsibility. Plus he's imprinted a, or he's um, projected a little bit of Sam onto this guy. <laughs> So he's like real concerned about getting him back. And yeah, he does look a little bit like Sam, TBH. So (laughs) I get it. But I'm going to say you're right. Good for Daddy Hammond for finally having some like appropriate I'm in charge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, No. Yeah. He's like, look, we're we're not going to send you straight there. We're going to send the mouth through first. We're Mm going to get some data. That's what we're going to do first. So uh, they they're they're doing that, and yeah, O'Neill's still in on it. He, he's just like, yeah, no, it's I sent him there. It's his first thing. We got to get him. And Hammond's like, yeah, yeah, we're all aware that Henry has replaced Teal'c as your new best best friend for some reason. Don't worry about it. Which is why Teal'c is sort of hanging back. He hangs back a bit this episode. You can tell it's, it's there's a rift. He knows that that. MacGyves has brought his new bestie Hank in. He got to hang out on this futon. But I did. I did. Okay. So I literally, I've got, if I ever write lol in my notes, I actually laughed. And oh, I okay. laughed. I laughed at MacGyver's t shirt because I was oh. like, he is not wearing his uniform right. He is wearing his fucking t shirt like I used to wear my t shirt in high school, like oversized with the sleeves rolled up. 
Like <laughs> the shoulder stitching is hanging off my shoulders and I've rolled up the sleeves and it's blousing out of my, it's pecked in, but blousing out. So fashion, <laughs> so fashion. Well, he, he, he was trying to look good for when he meets up with Henry Boyd later. That's true. That's true. And then I noticed Teal's uniform and I was like, oh, someone gave him his goddamn t-shirt sleeves back. <laughs> he still rocks it. He still rocks it. Well, so they send the map through uh, to figure it out and they get their first picture back. It's a red glob of some kind. Right. And then is red shifted a sciencey term? I forgot to look it up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. They've red shifted. Yeah, yeah, they've de- it's it's <gasps> well, Car- Carter figures oh it out immediately. Oh my god, sorry. Red shifted, red shirted. They sound very Sims. <laughs> Not Sims the game, but similar. Short for similar. Well, yeah, Carter. Carter. I, apparently, she she understands immediately what's happening, and Teal'c sort of as well. I know. I, okay, so I was really excited because they actually gave Teal'c a line during the smart conversation again, and I'm just like, okay, because I. I feel like he's been treated this whole time. Like, I guess you can come too, I guess, but also we might do war crime level experiments on you. (laughs) And like, I kind of, at this point, like I'm watching it going, I hope he turns out to be like the smartest person on the team. Just like a a long, slow burn on Sam and Dr. Jackson, Mm. where Teal's been Mm. smarter the whole time. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they think some, they think something's up. Yeah, obviously. Uh, they kind of clean up the photo a little bit. Oh no, they didn't clean it up. What did they do? Oh well, did you? Could you digitally enhance that? Yeah, yeah. Take out the the redshift spectrum. I don't think that's possible. They they did. They took out the redshift, and they're like, "Can you digitally enhance it so they make it bigger? It's pixelated, but they can unpixelated, which isn't how pixels work. So it's kind of amazing. We all know that that's not real. That's just <laughs> something that's like on CIS or CSI. CSI. It's something that's on CSI. Right, right, right. Uh, but they, but yeah, but it, it becomes legible, so to speak. And Boyd's there and he's scared as fuck. He's yelling mm-hmm. and, uh, O'Neal, he looks terrified. Anil immediately goes off. He's like, we, they're in trouble. That's easy to see. Get me down there from a boy. And Hammond's like, just, you know, relax because Carter well, cause he's like, get me down there right now. And Carter's the one that's like negative, sir. Oh, and O'Neill's like, he clapped back at her. Well, yeah. Well, this, but whole, yet, this he, whole scene is a clap back from everybody. I know this is, I love it. I love this scene. I do. I There's do as actual well. fucking like interpersonal tension all over the place in this scene. It's, realistic interspersed with like military jurisdiction and like rank yeah. and all that. Yeah. Like, it's cool. Yeah. But Carter has an idea of what's wrong and we get like a short version of like time dilation, but it's a good ver- short version of it. But the reaction made me LOL <laughs> because fucking daddy H his fund of knowledge, clinically speaking, Clinically speaking, as somebody who used to expertly weigh in on people's fund of knowledge is well below average because the writers could have just had him say, oh, black hole. No, 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 no. Like when they see the picture. Oh, black hole. (laughs) But God or whatever, bless Don Davis for his stellar delivery of every weird line they throw at him. He's alive, right? 
oh, I, I, I don't, I don't know, and I can't get on the internet because my computer doesn't have Wi-Fi. All right, don't worry, everybody, calm down. I'll verify that he's alive. <laughs> calm down, everybody. Well, everybody's like, oh my god, is he just dead? Just relax. I'm just like, you don't have to search IMDb. I've got, I've got you. This is time dilation for us. It's going to be about 15 seconds for you because of the edit. It's going to be about five. He, oh shit, you guys, I have bad news. Oh no. He was only 65. He died June 29th, 2008. Oh. Let's every June 29th, we should do something. We should have Don Davis Day and talk about Daddy Day. how he didn't get to host SNL. Oh, I, I am very sad. We'll try to do the rest of the show, but I have destroyed our sense of comfort. <laughs> there's no comfort here. And there's no comfort for Hammond. Or of course there's not because the rest of the team and I'm specifically side eyeing. I had too many drinks before we started. Side eyeing MacGyver. They seem conversely to know too much about black holes because they each have a line where they explain the black hole to um, Daddy. Right, 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 right. Which is a lot. I mean, I just, I just like how he talks to Carter. Oh, I do too, because she is out of line twice. Oh, well, I mean, she, well, not I as mean, a scientist, not no. as a doctor, but as a captain. <laughs> Look, this is the first episode where chain of command seems to matter. It seems like anything. Yes, yes that is true. And I like it. I yeah, like no, it. No, no, I, I do like it. It's just funny because like she starts explaining and he's just like, Captain, you know, I'm an idiot. I'm offended and I, and I'm offended that you've forgotten that. So proceed with the dumb dumb version. Thank you. When I'm all ooh, Daddy MacGyver, he really puts Captain Dr. Carter in her place when she wants to watch more for science. Oh yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, "Um, no, there's you want to watch some good people die for science?" Which she's sort of like, "Yeah, you're right." But she's also sort of like, yes. <laughs> and I was a little like, I was like, this could be the moment. But it turns out she does not have a creepy dark side. Mm. She says, no, no, because she wants to keep watching. They're, they're like, let's close the wormhole. And she's like, right. no, no, no. This is an opportunity for science. Right, right. But also at the same time, O'Neill sort of acquiesces in a sense because he's like, he's like, yeah, I don't think we can help them. Right, he, Carter says, "I'm pr yeah, you're right. He, he shut gets, it down, right?" But he's like, "Shut it down." And then it turns out that oh shit, only glasses could have shut that shit down. Yeah, no glasses is no help. Hottie McNon glasses. Um, <laughs> you guys, don't worry. I have prescription glasses. Hottie McNon glasses um, couldn't do it. He just, he just is there. I mean, you can be pretty and smart, but but this guy's not that. <laughs> we need glasses we need glasses to come back to his his post he's pretty he also has heart smart he's got a lot of heart Maybe oh not. you mean glasses oh no no glasses everything glasses has a, the whole package yeah yeah, yeah 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 i would say he's he's fuckable he's attractive enough then he literally has all yeah, yeah. the whole package yeah i would probably i would probably fuck glasses <laughs> <laughs> i mean if i were single Look, I think it's fair. It's time. It's time we start weighing in on whether or not men are fuckable. Not, not we as in you and me, <laughs> but like um, women. Because <laughs> <laughs> our whole life is about are we fuckable? 
No, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, so let's do a quick cut outside. Oh, yes. Another LOL. Oh, okay. Okay. Because at this point, to me, I don't know why they're there. So it turns out to be None fine. Of us do. But I laughed out loud because there's nothing, there's no funnier response to this particular problem than special forces combat troopers jumping from the back of their transport vehicle. Like for what? You're going to shoot a time distortion? When you're done with that, why don't you take your ass to Florida for tornado season and shoot the tornado? Or the hurricane or whatever the fuck they were shooting at. Well, the thing, well, the thing is, is that they like, when they get there, the only thing that they know is that the soldiers that are out, like literally outside the base, lost contact with the base. So they have contingencies for this. And so they uh, take it very seriously. To be fair, I did write, oh, they lost contact. Okay. And I love how the guy describes the sound of them as batteries down on your Walkman. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, this, this special troop has arrived. We as the audience don't know what the fuck's going on. Right, so it made me laugh. So, but they're going to repel down to sub-level 28 for some fucking reason. Uh, so they, they start doing that. Can we talk about how only MacGyver, the guy who can like in his previous life could MacGyver anything. Oh, well. His He's the only one who can think of the simple solution, which is like, um, what if we unplugged it? Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because they're like trying to do all this weird shit with like the transformers and stuff mm-hmm. and nothing seems to be working. Yeah. He comes up with this idea. And also just real quick, like he's doing he's trying to they're all trying to figure this shit out. Like yeah. Hammond, meanwhile, tried to call the president. Got nothing on the phone. So he's he's not having a good day. No, so he's taking the elevator the fuck up to the surface. He, he wants to try to talk to the outside world. They're trying to shut the gate down. The wormhole's been open longer than the supposed theoretical limit that right. a wormhole should be open. Right. Which is surprising because Daddy Hammond asks about that. And you're like, okay, in the last scene, you were a dipshit. <laughs> and in this scene, you're like, I'm going to help problem solve and I'm going to do it correctly. But yeah, so all sorts of shit's happening. Like the vertical water hole is now like a vertical swirly hole now. Weird shit's happening. Right. But Teal'c, for some reason, is standing like right next to the water. Like he's going to dip his goddamn toes in. Like there's like he's possessed. Like I would be like, is Teal'c okay? He looks like he might be a zombie. What's happening? Is he stuck there? Why is he doing that? Well, yeah, well, yeah. He goes into the gate room to like help people out. O'Neill and Sila go down to the breaker room to basically cut the power. Right. Teal, can I just say, Teal spends this whole episode trying to offer people help, and at the end, he finally offers crucial help. Oh well, he, but well, he's just he's trying. He's yeah, he's trying. To- but it just shows that they only value him for his muscles on this show. Mm, oh, I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. But I feel like this writer was sort of poignantly addressing that. I think so. She, I mean, I wonder if she's written a book of any kind. She seems incredible. Google her later. Let's Google her later. Well, yeah, well, yeah. So they're they're uh, they're trying to figure it out. So they pull the main breaker. Even that doesn't fucking work. No, but it just all it does is is hurt Siler. It shoots lightning everywhere right. it hurts siler it hits teal which teal was like 
Oh, that's right. Because Teal'c was by the gate and somehow it hit him too. Well, he was like, everyone, get away. And then he's just sort of standing there. Well, first of all, <laughs> and, the, and you're such a dude because you missed Sam going through the micro and saying, get clear. No, no. She totally said that. No one moves. And Teal'c's like, everyone, remove yourself from the area. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. And then he continues to fucking, yeah. And then I also was like, he's just keeps standing there like a fucking idiot. He doesn't get clear. <laughs> well, yeah. Lightning comes out of the gate, hits him. Lightning comes out of the breakers, hits Siler. And so everyone's They call fucked. Frazier. They call Dr. Frazier. <gasps> They're like medical emergency in the, in the breaker room. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? So, like, at this point, the Stargate's doing some weird shit. It's, like, off-gassing. It's, like, doing weird shit. Carter goes into the gate room. She decides to sacrifice her dog tags to do an experiment. I know, because I was like, why the fuck is she getting close to the water? Well, yeah, the gravity's coming through. That's what she figures out. Right, they 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 close the iris. It sucks her dog tags in. Yeah. Before they close the iris, McFacey boy has another opportunity where he's like told to close the iris and i was like they didn't think of that right away when they couldn't shut it down that's wild that they didn't close the iris immediately yeah but then mcfacey they boy, go to the iris all the time as a first thing like they always no, but he's told to close the iris and he mouths back his opinion about it and they're just like just sh- 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 fucking do it lieutenant i don't like it look it puts a lens on <laughs> The lack of hierarchical structure in in all the previous episodes. I like that. That's true. That is fucking mm-hmm. true. It, it creates a discussion. Well, because, all right, well, yeah, on top of that, this the next little scene with Hammond, he's gone up to this level and because communication has stopped between the levels mm-hmm. and he's met by some subordinates mm-hmm. who start ordering him around. Right. It's this major. Yeah, and he's like, I'm I'm sorry. Who the fuck are you guys? Right, which makes sense, but for some reason, the way Don Davis played it, which I love. I love everything he does, but I wrote, him and such a fucking child because they're like, you need to come with us. There's an emergency. He's like, I'm not going with you. Not until I talk to my dad. I mean, the president. And they're like, no, we're taking you to the president. Okay, I'll no, come. No. Okay. <laughs> No, 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 no. This is, um, this is amazing. Yeah. He's like, no, look, I need to talk to the president. I need to talk to Trisha. Like she's not, she, she didn't answer her phone. I'm like super worried. And they're like, yeah, that's what we're doing, sir. We have an aircraft waiting for you. There's an, he's like, there's an emergency here though. Yeah. But the president, that that's the point. The president must talk to you in person. Motherfucker. (gasps) His dream come true. I know. And I think, I think because the plane lead the way. I think the plane he's in is would be Air Force One. Like if the president were on board it, it would be Air Force One. Oh, yeah. That's the plane he gets to ride in. In fact, they even use some like Air Force One footage. Default video of yeah. Air Force One. They just like put it in there. It's like, wait, Hammond, you like, come on now. Like there is actually an emergency going on, but immediately once the president's like, there's a sleepover tonight, you're ready to rock. <laughs> you're ready to get out of there. <laughs> I don't think that's it, but that's funny. I like Messed the idea up. that like 
he and the president would have a sleepover and like Hamlin would be like, I can't believe I'm here. I'll probably never be invited back. So I'm just going to savor it. Sarah, I'm sorry. They do have a, they do have a sleepover in this very episode. And they invite a bunch of science-y people. Yeah. Yeah. But not good science-y people. Apparently Sam Carter's the best scientist on the planet. (laughs) Who needs way less time to figure shit out. Time dilation style. Yes, yes, yes. I have a question. Yeah. Why isn't Teal healing? Because we do oh. see Dr. Frazier patching him up. And I, I think I've jumped ahead. Well, a, a little bit. Not too much, though. Okay. Oh, you know, I haven't. So she is patching up Teal and she's, and he's like side eyeing his bandages because, like, and the, and somebody says he's going to be out of commission for two days. Well, well, do no, I need to say it again? This, this, no, no, this, this is a good, this is a good spot. This is a good part. Okay. okay. Because it's actually Carter who yes, says that. Yes, that's who I thought it was. Okay. Like Teal'c's there and, and O'Neill's like, how you feeling, daddy? And, and, and so he's like, <laughs> everyone's daddy. In this I've, su- I've suffered a few electrical burns, O'Neill. I will be fine. Nothing more. And Carter's like, he'll be out of commission for a few days. Like, which listen, isn't true. Well, it's not in base time. It's not. But in time is relative is what you're forgetting. And so they're experiencing, even though the time that they're experiencing inside the mountain is taking like several hours for the people or whatever backwards, but it's different. Time is different inside the mountain than outside the mountain. Everyone's experiencing the passage of time. It feels the same. Right. So, no, yeah, like Teal'c is like, like that was the whole point of the scene, right? Like Teal'c, like you can see it, like you can see like the burns on his back. He's like playing it cool. And Carter's like, yeah, he's going to need a couple days. But he doesn't need a couple days. But he does because he's up on the, but because eventually he he goes up. Yeah. And he's up there. When does he go to the top? uh, With Carter. Oh, fuck. You're totally right. Okay. Thank you. Oh my God, Jesus! This episode is pretty good. It's pretty- S- same with Siler. Siler's hurt bad. You know what? I am such, I am such a general daddy right now. You're, you're- <laughs> I can't believe it. It's my worst humiliation. You're such a time absolutist. It's worse than stuff that happened in the seventh grade. <laughs> so then, the, but then the next thing you know, finally, um, after that scene is we finally see your special lady. Oh, Doctor Frazier. Because well, she's she's she, get, she she gets called she gets called for Siler's medical emergency, and as she's going, she's interrupted by the special forces, and they start manhandling your special lady. I know, I know. Look, you don't have to tell me. I know this. It's just funny because she's like wandering around in the dark. She's trying to get to the breaker room. She gets stopped by this dick, and she's like, "I'm a fucking doctor, and I'm going to a fucking medical emergency." And he's like, "For all I know, you're an alien." And this is why we find out why special forces are there. They assume alien incursion. I guess that's the contingency that they have, right? Mm-hmm. With with like any lost contact with the base. Totally fucking makes sense. Obviously. Well, and the whole thing. No, but this is the thing that I, I that it's awesome about this episode because it's like. Like their special forces is put in everyone that like Hammond meets up with. They apparently know exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. But the special forces people do like it's like this weird look into like how military works. Well, they didn't know because I will say major when he saw Hammond said we sent a special forces unit before we understood what was happening. Mm. That's what the major mm. major Davis. No, that's Don Davis's name. Major somebody. 
He's pretty attractive. So, but, but yeah. So because I guess of the time dilation, like they get down there and they're, they're not appraised of any situation. So they're still thinking there's an alien invasion going on. Right. So they're like, they're like, they're like stopping Frazier. And and they're like, for all we know, you are an alien. Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, are you fucking kidding? And he does manhandle her. He's like, got, got her in the four in the upper arm pinch. I was pissed. Yeah. I bet she's got bruised. Bet she's got bruised though. Probably she probably has Bruce. Yeah. yeah, and then they run into O'Neill, and immediately you know there's Colonel Colonel Beef. Oh, it's you! Yeah. Can't wait to find out. Yeah, I hope maybe it's actually you pretty will. depressing. Oh well, it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah, we we get a big look into O'Neill's past and why he acts the way he acts and. Like most of this show, I feel like if I had been through and done what O'Neill has done and been through, I would also act like I owned the joint, no matter who was in the room and how much they outranked me. I'd be like, motherfucker, fuck you. I retired twice. You asked me to be here. I have killed <laughs> Ra, the sun god. I have been in an Iraqi prison. Kiss my motherfucking ass, motherfucker. And my son died as well. Did you put these? And there? my son died with my military my, issued weapon. Yeah. So everyone, fuck right the fuck, fuck off. F- 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 fuck you. If you're not here for the sarcastic abuse, then leave. <laughs> no, yeah. A whole world is opened up. I dream of being not what he's been through, but where he's at and having the the... <laughs> Balls like the earned the earned balls just swing all over the room, <laughs> just like truck nuts. But you know, maybe on my wrist. Well, yeah. So when Cromwell, that that's the name of this, the dude who uh, is in charge of the special forces, meets mm-hmm. up with all with O'Neill, we learned that it's been five hours since they've lost contact. So oh, yeah, some time dilation. Going it's on probably here, baby. Yeah, that's probably more important than their beef. I didn't make any notes about the time dilation or the amount of time. I was just like, ooh, beef. <laughs> <laughs> Drama. Well, and then and then while they're talking, Carter's in the like control room talking to glasses. And he's in the gate room mixed, and he's no like, glasses, mixed sexy face. He's like, it's it's like six G's up in here, Captain. She's like, oh shit. Yeah. Time dilation's getting real. Here. Yeah, they're slowed down. Shit, just not so real. <laughs> so Carter's like, I gotta get out of this level. I gotta talk to the Pentagon. Yeah, she's like, peace out, motherfuckers. It sucks down here. Yeah, so I mean, she, it's probably good for my aging and my skin. I was, but okay, I did think about that. So like, you I. all aged a couple weeks less than everybody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. You look this very is, good. Great. You look me good. You're gonna live a couple weeks longer. <laughs> so who knows what you might do in that time? Probably nothing. Probably watch a couple more episodes of the Property Brothers and eat some more soup. I don't know. But Hammond rolls back down and he's like in full regalia. Yeah. And he's been like, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I've been to Washington. Like, I, yeah, I had a shower. Oh we had God. some drinks. Jack is so funny. He's like, I thought you were on the phone. So, no, no. I, <laughs> but he's been 10 fucking minutes. <laughs> and he's he's had a slumber party with the president. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and it looks, and you can tell. 
He's super happy. Yeah, he's like, even finally. though this shit's happening, because he's always been like, it's felt like such a one sided like friendship, like, yeah. like presidents queen bee of this clique, and kind of mean. <laughs> and I just want to like, I just want to get invited to the slumber parties. So he got it. Yeah, he's been. Yeah, it's been like eighteen hours or something up yeah. there. And so he's like, well, we've been ordered to destroy the gate, destroy the base. We're going to set a bomb, auto-destruct. It's going to happen. Right. A couple of things happen here. One is like, LOL. This show made me laugh a lot, even though I do. I mean, I do think it's very good. Also, I thought it was funny in parts. And one is Jack is trying to act to Cromwell, like front, like he's so much smarter than Mm -hmm. Cromwell. And Cromwell's Mm -hmm. like, you're not, though. He's just like, straight up, you're not smarter than I am. We're both dumb. We're both real, real dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quick, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quick hot take. I actually like Cromwell. I like Cromwell. Yeah. Is that is that ooh? Is that oh? I don't we know. Can't touch that. Do we just get burnt? Well, just because immediately he's sort of like just this like you know Chad military dude, but at the same mm. time like this entire episode he he's pretty sensible in everything. He oh my does, god! For the most oh part. my god! Oh my god! I predict your yay is going to be Cromwell because you like him and he got to manhandle your lady friend. Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Carter's like, no, no, sir, that might not be a good idea, and they're like, well, you've only had like thirty minutes to figure this out. We've had like two days, so trust us and she's like all right well that kind of makes sense so i felt like also in this scene with because because there's a lot of back and forth between cromwell and o'neill and i've got colonels dick measure one and dick measure two volunteer to stay but also i can't believe there's no remote destruct because it turns out two people have to stay behind to set off the mountain right which is bonkers so no, the mountain was designed so that two people have to sacrifice themselves. Two officers, two hard, I would think, hard to replace officers mm-hmm. have to sacrifice themselves in order to secure Earth. What a fucked up design. Well, they have five minutes, relatively speaking, uh, to, get at, to get out, so to speak. I don't know if that's enough time, though. I don't know. Well, they, they, so they start the evac. So everyone's getting out. Uh, Cromwell and O'Neill stay in the way. And they're like, and it's funny because once everybody gets up to the surface, mm-hmm. you know, Carter and Hammond are talking. And it's like, yeah, no, it's going to happen any minute. And he's like, well, no, be- they're going to, they're, they're going to, you told them like Hammond was like, give us five minutes before you start the evac. But once they get up to the surface, because of time dilation. Yeah, Hammond's like, everybody get out of the way. It's, we got five minutes. And she's like, fuck face. Yeah. We have like six hours. Yeah, we have six hours. At least. He's like, oh, this is giving me a headache. I know. Head hurt. Head, head hurt. <laughs> Need coffee donut. I know. And this is where we get to the scene where Sam, well, Sam is the whole time protesting. She's like, if we blow up the mountain, we're not going to destroy the link. And in a matter of time, first it'll be Denver. Mm. Then it'll be, it, it's going to be the whole world within, you know, a week or something. I can't remember what mm-hmm. she says. And. Mm-hmm. You know, my other comment is we find out that Don Davis looks good in a long sleeve. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he wears a lot of short sleeve. He had a lot of time to dress up. Yeah, he wears long sleeve on the surface. (laughs) 
Well, yeah. Well, they have six hours. So Carter gets to work right away. Mm -hmm. So she spends all of her time in front of a whiteboard trying to figure this shit out. Again, thank you for not using a chalkboard. It's 1999. And some (laughs) of us are autistic. Okay. Well, and I love it because like this point, she's given coffee and donuts by by a dude. Like, and she takes coffee and then she takes the donut and then Mm -hmm. looks at it, the hole in the donut (laughs) and then puts it back. It was a very, are you saying it was like an American pie kind of moment? No, Where no. she's looking at the- It's time dilation. It's wormhole uh, moment. This is going to cause some long-term association. Not, it's not sexy. It's going to come back later. <laughs> no, it, <laughs> it's just, it just took a long time with it. Okay. Like, so she's not like, going to fuck like, some, some dessert food. Sarah Lee, Sarah Lee. And she's like, it's ruined for me. They looked more like Krispy Kremes. Oh, I or like a Duncan glazed. Chris, well, I don't know it's Colorado. Duncan glazed. Duncan, maybe, maybe. Look, I, my whole life growing up, we had Dunkin' Donuts here, here in the Puget Sound area. Oh, it yeah. wasn't until like I was in college that the Dunkin' Donuts in Tacoma became Pow's Donuts. Mm. Yeah, we didn't have Dunkin' in Idaho. Really? Yeah. Well, it's just a coastal elite kind of thing, I yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah. So I, I assumed Colorado did not have it as well. I could be wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I would assume correct on you. Um, coastally, that's hilarious because it's like Midwestern, right? It's like hella Midwest is your Dunkin' Donuts sitch. Midwest and East Coast. I would love a donut. Right now. Right motherfucking now. Right now. Look, literally any donut shop. Mighty-O Donuts, Dunkin' Donuts, uh, Krispy Kremes, Fred Meyer Donut. I would eat Fred Meyer Donuts. I bet I'd eat Met Market Donuts. Oh, I bet they're good as fuck. Brad. If you don't have Metropolitan Market, it's because you're not in the greater Seattle area. And that's that's a trash situation for you. I'm sure you have something like it where you live. So, um, yeah, we're sure. Yeah. Anyways, you don't, though. Met Market sponsor us. I love you. <laughs> you have the best coffee grinder in the entire city. Your chocolate chip cookie is to die for. Yeah. You're the only one whose coffee grinder grinds fine enough for my espresso machine. You're cleaner than any place I've ever been to. Oh, my God. I could stay in you for hours. I have. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Well, she she's working hard. Teal joins her. This is when I noticed that Daniel's gone, by the way. I suddenly go, oh, yeah, where is Daniel? Yeah, because he'd probably be, like, hanging out, getting in Carter's way. Uh, well, yeah. Well, Til- Tilk joins her, and uh, he's there to soak up some of her head cannon. you know? Like mm-hmm, he- mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And this is where she's like super cool to him. I expect her. I literally expect her to be like, you wouldn't get it. But she was like, yeah, I would. It would be really helpful if I could talk to you about this. It starts explaining the problem to him as if he's a grown person with the capacity to understand it. And unlike O'Neill and daddy, he's like, okay, okay. I hear what you're saying. He doesn't feign a headache or something. He doesn't go, oh my God, math is hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, He's like, he acts like a grown adult in a fucking emergency. Well, at this point in the episode, we sort of start like going back and forth between uh, super compressed time in the base and super expanded time up on top. Back at the base, O'Neill and Cromwell are getting set up in their like condensed five minutes. Right, they're ready to blow themselves up and try to get out. And like they're in O'Neill. Why isn't it twenty-four minutes? I wish they had twenty-four minutes. 
anyway. Because then they would last like two months. They would have like two months on the surface. Oh, that's true. Okay. <laughs> but, but but no, this is funny because O'Neill's like, all right, put it, punch in your car, punch in your code. We're going to start this. And Cromwell is like, now you know how it feels. Like, what the fuck does that mean? I know for a minute. So what I thought. I thought for a minute that it meant I what the vibe I got was I was like, oh, O'Neill left Cromwell behind on a mission. That's the vibe I I had that thought, yeah. Because Cromwell was being the dickhead. Right. And it turns out that sometimes dickheads just project their shit onto their victim. Uh, Because indeed it was Cromwell what left O'Neill behind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we and we get that like, and that's what he's saying is now you know how it feels to leave someone behind, mm. Hank, and the people who don't matter. Hank and the rest of his team who cares is what this episode should be Hank, called. Hank Boyd, Hank Boy, and faceless white guys, and a woman. There was a woman there too. Yeah, yeah. All right, faceless white people. We don't give a shit about. No, no, they're they're gone. We it, only want to rescue Hank. Hank is the only one we're mourning. Fuck everybody and else. Henry, Henry, Henry. Well, Boyd. O'Neill calls him Hank. Hen- oh. <laughs> and Hank is short, is is somehow Hank is a nickname for Henry. No, yeah. We we learn that that's why he's like just obsessed with like no man left behind because he was left behind. Yeah, it's some, some sweet ass character development. We learn that Teal is the helper. We learn why O'Neill doesn't leave people behind. Yeah. We learn nothing about Jackson, which is fine. We know all we need to know from the broken divide. I heard I learned everything I need to know about that piece of shit. Misha Rashevich was like, I don't really have a place with Daniel in my script. Yeah, I feel like she might be my like writing hero. That's your, that's your yeah? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I got to change, change my notes. Change it up. Yep. Yeah, so O'Neill and Cromwell, they're getting set up. Cut back to Carter, and I noticed this. She's she's typing in a, at a computer, and there's a couple of random donuts laying right next to her. And I'm like, wasn't she just immediately like put off by those in the previous scene? All why I are those donuts next to her? Is why why is the taxpayer paying for donuts that are just not even being consumed, just sitting out and getting stale? They're getting stale. I demand my donut as a tax paying American. Well, you realize pretty quickly while they're there because Hammond and her are talking and she's like, this isn't a good idea. And then the second Stargate comes into the convo and that finally, like they finally are continuously acknowledging that that it's there. Yeah. And uh, uh, Carter comes up with the idea. She's and now I know why the donuts are there for another food analogy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm surprised she wasn't holding an apple. But yeah, she's using it for an analogy to talk about how if they compress the blast just to the gate, it'll create an energy surge like the second Stargate will make the Stargate go and basically dial into another Stargate, a random Stargate that no one cares about, uh, mm-hmm. and put all the gravity into that one. So No, no, no. Here's See, that's what I thought, too. I thought they were putting all these, like every other planet with a Stargate at risk. But what I came to understand what they were saying is it would not link the wormhole, the black hole Stargate to another Stargate. It would cut the link with that and link Earth, Earth Prime Stargate uh, with another Stargate. Okay. Okay. Because at first I was like, the fuck? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I see what they're saying. Passing the buck. <laughs> yeah. No, what they were saying. So like it it would be enough to 
to shut the contact with the black hole. Okay. All right. Well, so, uh, no, it's a great plan. Uh, she uses the donut to visually show it to Hammond who understands donuts very well. Well, yeah. So she's like, all right, we have this plan. We have to stop O'Neill. So they're like, or we got to go back down. I love the way you said it. It's just like, we've got to stop O'Neill. He's turned villain. That's how she put it. Yeah. No, that's just how I wrote it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, well, because, because, yeah, they're still down there and they're still sort of like, you know, bickering about, but the, 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 everyone on top, they have plenty of time to get back down there because of time dilation. Yeah. So they get down there and they're like, yeah, stop. Yeah. Well, at some point they slow down. Well, yeah, they, they, they but slow not down as, once they not get as in there. slow as O'Neill's going. Cause O'Neill's like at the epicenter. Right. Right. Well, and, and like, man, Siler's back down there. Teal's back yeah. down there. And as we said before, like they're now like fine. Because they've had like a day and a half to like relax, right, and, right, right, and, right. And, uh, heal up, right. Because there's just not much. Why did there's just not much for them to do up there? Sam, on the other hand, is like, well, there was plenty of work for me all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. She yeah, she didn't. Stop. I'm haggard. Well, and like, <laughs> and they're like, all right, we have this plan. Don't do the thing anymore. And and O'Neill and Cromwell are like, all right, cool. You have a bomb. Where's the bomb? Like, we're waiting for the bomb. And then elevator's doors open. Teal'c rolls in with the bomb like it's a fucking mini kegger. I know. You're like- right. Like, let's get this party started. And I like the pink song comes on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. But yeah, so they have to they have to place the bomb in a specific place within the gate room. So O'Neill and Cromwell again volunteer to do it. Mm-hmm. And so they have to repel down across yeah it's pretty sweet so it's like it's kind of like the poltergeist hole at this point where it's like just sucking everything in so they put their like climbing like wire their metal climbing lines in and they go right into the hole it's awesome and so they repel across the room towards the vertical water hole which is now actually a normal horizontal water hole gravitationally speaking and so like well but but like with extra gravity it's awesome and increasing gravity so they're climbing down just so they don't get go too fast Terra land into the light (laughs) so i feel like this is there's this is this is gets really tense and i feel like this is finally like i love it it's earned tension that's cool like it's stressful and it should be stressful well, because there's all, all these different like layers of time. Like we do get a quick cut to Hammond up top with with uh, no glasses and no glasses gives him some coffee. He's like, do you think they'll shut it down, sir? And, he, and Hammond takes the coffee and he's like, we'll know in a couple weeks, son. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, in the gate room, they're in like mid-level dilation and they're watching the repellers, but they're going super slow. So they have no really idea what's going on. Meanwhile, the glass mm-hmm. in the control room breaks because of the gravitation right. and it comes down and it's slowing down, but then speeding up for them in the room. It's so awesome. And, and so they kind cool. of, they kind of, Sam goes, Colonel, watch out. Yeah. And they're like, did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> and, and they duck and they managed not to get a single cut on them. Unfortunately, one shard of glass um, gets stuck <laughs> 
in the mechanism for the rope and the 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 rope and the climbing piece, the climbing bracket or whatever. So, um, but yeah, Crom- well, Cromwell tries to start setting the timer. Uh, it doesn't work very well. The iris implodes. The gravity's wait, getting crazy. I was mad. Did that bomb ever show twenty four seconds? I feel like it didn't, and mm. that's when I really felt it was like they, twenty. It was twenty. That's when I really felt that they abandoned their route. Yeah, it's too bad. Like, stop running away from who you used to be. Mm-hmm. Like embrace it. It's part of who you are. Yeah. Um, at some point, it might be when the glass breaks. I think it Teal gets to make an expression. Oh yeah, yeah. And they never let. And he does an fucking amazing. He gives good face. (laughs) He pulls it off quite quite nicely. And I was like excited to see him make like an expression of like surprise Mm -hmm. and oh no. Yeah. It was good. No, uh, no, this whole scene is awesome. Cause like, yeah, Cromwell like hit goes off his rope and him and O'Neill have like a look to each other. Mm-hmm. And and but then yeah, Cromwell's rope is cut. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, what's really too bad is he is able somehow he is going faster back toward the room the um control room mm. than O'Neill. So he spins himself around to try to pull O'Neill. So he's oh. busy trying. As he's, is that what happened? I yeah, couldn't tell. That as he's confusing. busy trying to help O'Neill move faster, mm. his rope breaks. Yeah, and he grabs O'Neill's leg, and he has to let go. Yeah. So it's it's. I guess he has made up for leaving O'Neill behind by sacrificing his life. But Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, was the, is that level of penance called for? It's real tragic. I mean, I- <laughs> it's like he was freed up from his guilt. Like he was, you know, O'Neill, he and O'Neill had sort of like bended fences, not completely for like five whole minutes of his life. Yeah. <laughs> before he died. And yeah. he died trying to prove himself. I, you know, he probably could have made it if he had just gone, but he wouldn't leave O'Neill behind on purpose. That's true. So O'Neill O'Neill's got that going for him. Mm-hmm. So O'Neill gets the bomb ready to roll. And then once he does, um, everybody, Siler's up there, Teal's up there, Teal. Carter, they're all Jack's Jack's using his grips to climb up. They're pulling. And we don't know what happens because very much like what? Daredevils of the the flying daredevils of the red circle or daredevils of the flying circle. Some, one of those serials like the Indiana Jones was based on kind of where it's like, you always see your hero definitely die at the end, but then next week you come back yeah, and they miraculously trick. There's some trick happened and they survived somehow. He's not blown up. Hugh Daniel Jackson. Wait. Yeah. Wait a second. Okay. So yeah, the room explodes. We cut to O'Neill in a hospital bed. Daniel's there. Why is Daniel here? And Daniel's the first one talking to him. Did like, I, did I miss anything? I guess no. <laughs> I guess they just had to put him in. Was he even in it? His face in it, or just his voice? I was just so irritated that he showed up. Well, I was irritated too because I was like, because I was like, oh, uh, Michael Shanks just had something. He he scheduling conflict. He had something to do, but yeah. apparently not. He just wasn't written into the episode. <laughs> I know, right? Like for real. 
you know, he's like, how long have I been out? And it's been like a couple, two weeks. Two, he's missed with all the time dilation and his being unconscious. He's missed two weeks. And all I thought was, I hope he didn't have a dentist appointment. And then I remembered he'd be going to a military dentist probably. So it would mm. be fine. Like he has nothing to worry about because it's a very like internally socialist system. Oh, or at yeah. least it used to be. It's yeah, kind of getting eroded. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so what it, so like he just was like, Well, I think I'm gonna sleep in and they're like, ha, 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 Barney Miller laugh, go ahead. Well, they were also like, Yeah, Teal'c saved you. Yes. So I was like, All right, he Teal'c's the hand. Well, now. since since Hank's dead and Teal'c did save me. Wow. Okay. I guess he's my BFF. He's, he's my BFF again. Yeah, it's still not yeah, you, well, Daniel. At that point, I was like, Yeah, what happened to those guys? No, they died. They're totally dead, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they all got sucked into a black hole. Like like within the first five minutes of the movie. Or the, of the episode. Yeah. See, it was very movie-like. It was very good. <laughs> and and that's the end. That's no, the end. well, they, but oh. they have a discussion. They're going to build back better with the iris. Oh, yeah. Trinium iris. Yeah. Trinium and forest. Iris. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the end. Will that, will that counteract black hole gravitational waves? I mean, I, I don't think so fucking because know. literally nothing can, but it's cool. Yeah, like literally nothing can. It's not like trinium doesn't get sucked into a black hole if a black <laughs> hole is sucking something. All right, well, but yeah, but, that, but that, that's, that's it. it. Hey, Tori. Yeah? I was just wondering, mm. were you comforted by this episode? Oh, I was. I was, I was super comforted, yes. Say more. This could be my favorite episode. Say more. Uh, I love timey wimey stuff. <laughs> at least timey wimey stuff that like timey wimey wibbly wobbly tries to stay within reality, not yeah. like Doctor Who. Uh, you said timey wimey. Yeah, timey wimey that tries to okay, stay okay. within reality, which this does, and it does it very well, probably because of uh, Misha. Yeah. Cool concept. Cool visuals cool uh character interactions uh military jurisdiction is is kept in check everything's questioned it's awesome daniel's barely there which i mean <laughs> i thought you liked him but yeah i do like him i might i'm rubbing time, off on you yeah. it wasn't i didn't didn't, didn't really, didn't really miss him yeah no. phrase was there so who cares yeah exactly so i love this episode yes i was very comforted what about you sarah were you comforted by this episode Hell yeah, I was comforted by this episode. Here's what I think is going on here. First of all, yeah, Daniel's not in it. I was comforted, though. It was funny. It mm, was mm, interesting. Mm, mm. It felt like a movie. It, I felt like it earned the score. Mm, oh, the yeah. opening score. Yeah. I felt like it earned all of its tension. Yeah. Um, nothing felt shoehorned in to me as it usually does. And at least one thing, right? There's like one little thing is shoehorned in. I don't know. I shouldn't say usually. Sometimes. I feel like the woman who wrote this probably, they were like, hey, I know someone who's an actual like astrophysicist. Maybe we could have her consult. Yeah. And so she went and watched every fucking episode and she was like, well, there's no room for Daniel Jackson on my missions <laughs> because A, he hates consent and B, he's, he's not the kind of scientist we're looking for. Like he, he's just an arrogant social scientist, which I'm a social scientist fine, but he's like, I mean, archaeology involves math, but like, who's got like nothing to, he's just got nothing to add to what I'm doing. Well, it's like, a, like who would be the mouthpiece for that? Like Carter fit the bill. Yeah, yeah. Like Daniel would be just a redundancy. 
He would be. And even if like she were bouncing ideas off Daniel, like I feel like he would get in a wet in the way. And I like how she showed that somebody who wasn't trained in science could still be a sounding board for somebody who is brilliant at science. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, I, I just wrote, yes, very funny, but there's all those other reasons too. Nice. I thought, I thought, I thought it was a great episode. Great episode. Hey, Tori. Yeah. Um, when you were watching it, did you think, oh my God, I would love to live that character's life and be them in this Mm. episode. That's my, my yay or my Mm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you think, um, I'm so glad I'm not them there. That sucks. That's my nay or my nah. And you think, meh, take it or leave it. That's my take it or leave it character. Could I guess it'd be kind of like living the life I live now. <laughs> <laughs> so meh. <laughs> no, I got you. No, no, uh, no. That it was all pretty easy. My yeah is uh, General Daddy. And Say more. The reason is he finally got to have a sleepover with the Trisha. <laughs> I love it. And wear long sleeves like a big boy. Wear long sleeves. This was the best day slash two weeks ever for that guy. Yeah. He I had mean, a he, great thought, time. he thought it might be his last two weeks, and but he made the most of it. That made, made it all it. the sweeter. Yeah. Yeah. Great for Hammond. Yeah. My net is Cromwell. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. Because he did everything by the book. He did his job fairly well. He manhandled yep. Frazier a little bit. Mm-hmm. He did think she might be an alien. Yeah. But he tried to reconcile with his old friend. Mm-hmm. Didn't do that. And then dies. Yeah. Trying to save him. Right. So shitty day. I know. I guess O'Neill has to live with that now. No, O'Neill has to live with that. Yeah. The fact that he said, I don't forgive you. From now on. Yeah. <laughs> and my meh, ooh, Carter. Look, this is yep. why. She's she got to actually save the world. That was her. Mm-hmm. But she had to dumb down the briefing notes for that post op mm-hmm. that she had to give. Mm-hmm. That doesn't feel great. No, that's hard. It's actually hard. Yeah, to dumb down like your niche, your profession. Yeah, I'm sure whatever like meeting she had to have later down the line, mm-hmm. she had to be like, "Well, sir, I had to make that bump." Bomby explodey into Gady. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Not Heery and Colorado y. Yeah. Think about cool. a keg party, getting the keg to the party, but the party's at the bottom of a cliff, right? That's what she's got to do. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, those are mine. What, what about you, Sarah? What's your yet, net, and meh? Well, I'm going to say that in my notes, I put Daniel for once for my yeah. <laughs> But then you made me realize it should be Misha, the writer. And so I was like Daniel for once because he's not even fucking there to deal with like all the stressful shit. But then, you know, what? I'm still going to stick with that. Um, little he's nod to Misha, away. though. I think Misha, Misha's gotten enough love from me. Mm. Um, my net is Cromwell. Yeah. Like that guy is living with so much guilt. And then just dies kind of a senseless death. I mean, the death has purpose and meaning, mm. but it's a goddamn little shard of glass. That was a really small shard that can cut military grade style repelling rope. Well, if you wedge it in, destroy it and wait long enough, and I guess there's enough force. It seems like the glass would have shattered even more. 
oh, wait, no, this is good. Wait long enough for it. Was it that oh. they were they were in the, that time mm-hmm. for so long that from its point of no because it's no, relative. Yeah, no, but they were further down from it. But they were, but it's relative to the rope in the glass, so it's not like that. Right, they were long. further. I don't know who f- it's. You know, timey wimey, wibbly wobbly. No, it's not though. It's actually <laughs> it gets confusing. <laughs> Look, that's just doctor. That's just the doctor's way of dumbing it down. He dumps it down further than Sam does. Misha doesn't dumb it down. No, Misha knows how to explain. Misha is so good at science that she can explain it to lay people. Anyway, so my meh is also Sam. Oh. Because she's like the brainiac hero. But my God, she had the most stressful time of anybody on the show. (laughs) So stressful. Well, yeah, yeah. Even with all that extra time that she had up up yeah. top, she was working. Yeah. And not, nobody not would listen donuts. to her. And she had that whole thing where she was in a meeting and she had she get, said something and nobody did anything. And then Tilk said it. And then everyone was like, good idea, Tilk. So, <laughs> you know, meh, that's how it goes. Oh. Like, good outcome. But she had to be so stressed and ignore and like also like, hello, hello, to get it to happen. Yeah. And so that's it for the show. Let me tell you. What do we got? What do we got let next me week? tell you a secret about next week. <laughs> well, we don't need a secret, just a basic plot <laughs> summary from IMDb. Our next episode is um, episode 17, mm. season two, episode 17. It's called Holiday. So it's really going to be cool because I've seen it. It opens instead of using the regular soundtrack, they use Madonna. Holiday. What? It would be. So- I'm kidding. You blow my mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So Daniel falls victim to an invention that swaps his body with that of a dying man. The end. Great. Well, I can't I can't wait for Freaky Friday, I guess. Yeah, that's what this episode should be called. Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday. Or 17 Heart again. Bleh. Or 17 again. <laughs> there I feel like there were like a bunch of movies like this. You know, I used to, the, I, I really liked the one that the had Kirk Cameron and Dudley Moore in it. Yeah, so there was that one and then um that wasn't there one with um Judge Reinhold. Yes. And that was seven. Fred Savage. That was seven. Yeah, I think so. And that was seventeen again, right? And then there was the Dudley Moore Kirk Cameron one. And then there was, I think you get uh, do you get Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was just like a moment where it was like, let's just Freaky Friday movie all over the place. And then you get thirteen, thirteen going on thirty with Jennifer Garner, which doesn't switch bodies with anyone, but it's kind of a similar premise we should check we should check like the dates of all those movies and see and and compare it to night february 99 when this episode Mm -hmm. came out hey tori yeah come try it you got anything that you'd like to push you got anything you'd like to push for free as if uh we're getting paid to do it um no i i don't really have much uh, right now what about well uh shout out to the amber ruffin show 
Oh, I was hoping using my Amber Rough and Show glass would come up. I know nothing about it, but uh, what? come try a. Come try a, motherfuckers. You get your ass onto Peacock and you fucking watch the Amber Ruffin show. It airs Fridays in the same studio. She films in Seth Meyers' studio. She's one of his writers. She does. Amber says, what? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And she also has her own show. And for a while, she didn't have her own studio audience, but she did have a Tarek Davis mm. who survived OG COVID. Thank God. Highly recommend. All right. Uh, well, thanks, non-existent sponsors. Instead of doing our couples talking points mm-hmm. on our on our segment called "Get to Know Your Hosts," um, right in the other room, I have "Would You Rather." Okay, let's do a "Would You Rather." All right. Yeah. They're fast. We could do a couple. They're fun. Okay, Tori. Yeah. If you had to, would you rather? Every anxiety slash fear you have will come true or maintain five different families while keeping them all secret from one another. Oh, that's easy. Five families. Oh, yeah. I think you would be so good at that. I could do that. Yeah. Okay. Here, you can ask me one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Pull from the front. Sarah, would you rather... Oh, they're numbered. Is that like a thing? Yeah, I don't know. I got number one. Okay. Would you rather... Sleep in a bucket <laughs> or get mauled by Care Bears, TMTM. I have a lot of questions. Yeah. When you get mauled by a ter- by a Care Bear, yeah. <laughs> when you get mauled by a Care Bear, yeah. does it even hurt or is it like a like being mauled by my puppy where it's I, like too much love all at once? I, 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 no, I, I think they're ripping you uh, limb from limb. Why would anyone want to get mauled by Care Bears? Like it's the same as any other bear. Nobody wants to get mauled limb from limb. No, they, they're How, strong. So my other question is, what kind of bucket is this? Can I stretch out in this bucket? Can I curl up in this bucket? Can just my foot fit in the bucket? If I have to sleep with my foot in a bucket every night instead of, or even just one night, instead of being mauled to death by any kind of bear, I'm going to do that. Okay. Sleep in a bucket. It doesn't even make sense. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to ask you another one. Yeah. Corey. Yeah. If you had to, mm-hmm. would you rather there's a talking zit on your face and yep, it's racist or <laughs> star in a reality TV show called I Killed My Family. <laughs> the reality show. <laughs> Again, easy. <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't say that I actually killed my family, the only that I'm on that show. Okay. There's a lot of loopholes in this game. Yeah. Not yeah. Although you have the to say one, there's no loopholes. That... There there is. How satisfying would it be to pop a racist set? Oh. Oh, it wouldn't last very long, would it? No. It would It'd just like be like the most satisfying zip pop you ever did. You'd like be looking in the mirror, it would say something racist. And you'd be, like, be like, Oh yeah? Done. Yeah. Yep, you get out, and if you and if it gave you trouble, you just get out your popping tool that you got at Sephora. <laughs> All right, okay. One, yeah, one. I guess you're right. The reality TV show, like that, would take like at least like everyone ten weeks, and everyone would think that you killed your family, but it would be a great way to promo our podcast. <laughs> I killed my family. Check this out. 
right. One, Sarah, one more. Yes. Uh, if you had to. Yeah. Would you rather have all food taste like dirt? Like if I had COVID. <laughs> or ride an anteater while you and the anteater are on meth? Obviously the second thing. Anteaters aren't even, very big though. TBH. You couldn't even write it. Oh, I feel like it, I do. It would be me sized. <laughs> a TBH. A giant anteater. TBH. I forgot what the first. first I've never. I've, all food tastes like dirt. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. you had COVID. Okay. First of all, by the way, I'm on meth right now Forever. because I have ADHD. Yeah. So I <laughs> like all that would happen is it'd probably be really scary because if the anteater doesn't have ADHD, but probably it would just eat ants really fast. And I've had an ant infestation. So that sounds satisfying. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. You could yeah. Right around the house. And all food tasting like dirt could very well already be in my future because True. some people when they get COVID mm. and they do lose their taste, they get taste back, but it's like everything tastes like rotting garbage. A rotting garbage. Uh, so dirt would be lucky. Mm. Womp womp. Debbie Downer. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. Good listeners. Yeah. You got to know us a little bit. Yeah. In the special edition of, uh, take it. SG fun. Take it sleazy. <laughs> sorry i'm so sorry keep it classy san diego keep is it, what i meant keep it classy uh yeah you know uh yeah check out our website uh, listen to the podcast there or in any of the podcatchers of your choice apple google spotify etc yeah we love that like it's really deeply exciting for us as it would be if you emailed at vertical watering hole at gmail.com um, and or if you called our phone number um, referenced in one of our referenced in multiple show descriptions, but also upstairs by my desk and I'm downstairs. So <laughs> I'll be giving you that information again next week. So stay tuned. It's a four two five. I know that yeah. I think there, there's a definitely a six and a one in it mm. and a four. But that's all I can say. Yeah, I can't get to it. I don't have internet. <laughs> and a zero. Yeah, we just can't. Help. We just can't. We just can't right now. Um, bye. Holy uh, Hannah. Holy Hannah. Let's get out of here. <laughs>